part one chapter eight of a vital question or what is to be done by nikolai chernyshevsky translated by nathan haskell dole eighteen fifty two to nineteen thirty five and others this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine part one the life of vira pavlovna in her parents family chapter eight how could matriona help trembling when the whole trouble arose through her as soon as she called vierotchka to her papenka and mamenka she immediately ran off to tell the wife of the kozydaika's cook how your barin is courting our bariushna they called the youngest of her kozydaika's chambermaids and began to blame her for her unfriendliness in not having told them anything about it before the youngest chambermaid could not understand what the secret was that they blamed her for not telling she had never concealed anything they told her when she said i have not concealed anything that they were sorry for reproaching her for concealing anything she ran off to tell the news to the oldest of the chambermaids the oldest of the chambermaids said of course he has done this without his mother's knowledge because i have not heard anything and i must know everything that anna petrovna knows and she went off to tell the whole story to the baryuna such was the mischief caused by matriona my confounded little tongue has made me a great deal of bother she thought marya alexievna will find out who let the cat out of the bag but it happened that marya alexievna forgot to ask who told of it anna petrovna could not say anything else but ach and och twice she fell in a swoon even while she was alone with the senior chambermaid of course she was greatly shocked and she summoned her son the son appeared mikhail is it true what i have heard in a tone of indignant suffering what have you heard maman that you have offered yourself to this to this to this to the daughter of our manager i have maman without asking your mother's consent i intended to ask your consent after i had obtained hers i presume that you were surer of her consent than of mine maman it is the fashion nowadays to get the girl's consent first and to speak to relations afterwards is that your fashion maybe it is also your fashion for the sons of good families to marry god knows whom and for the mothers to consent to it but maman she is not a god knows whom when you come to know her you will approve of my choice when i know her i shall never know her i approve of your choice i forbid any thought of this choice do you hear i forbid it maman this is not the fashion nowadays i am not a little boy to be led around by the hand by you i know myself where i am going ah anna petrovna shut her eyes mikhail ivanovitch had to yield before Maya alexievna to julie to vierotchka because they were women of sense and strong character but here as far as sense was concerned the battle was drawn and if the mother was stronger by reason of her character still the son felt solid ground under his feet he had stood in awe of his mother hitherto through habit but they both remembered very well that in reality the kozyaika was not the kozyaika but only the mother of the kozyayan and again that the kozyaika's son is in reality not the kozyaika's son but the kozyayan and therefore the kozyaika hesitated to use the decided word forbid she prolonged the conversation hoping to defeat her son and get him tired out before a genuine battle was fought but the son had gone to such lengths that it was impossible to withdraw and he was compelled by the necessity of the case to fight it out maman i assure you that a better daughter you could not have 
you torment your mother's murderer maman let us reason about it coolly sooner or later i shall have to get married and a married man must have greater expenses than a bachelor i could of course marry such a woman that all the income of the estate would have to be spent on my establishment but she will be a dutiful daughter and we could live with you just as i always have torment my murderer get out of my sight maman don't be angry i am not in the least to blame marry such a wench and not to blame now maman i am going to leave you i do not want you to call her such names in my presence my murderer anna petrovna fell in a swoon and michel went off satisfied with the courageous way in which he had carried out the first scene which was the most important of all seeing that her son was gone anna petrovna recovered from her swoon her son has absolutely escaped from her power in response to her i forbid he explains that the house is his anna petrovna thought and thought she poured out her grief before the senior chambermaid who in these circumstances shared absolutely in the koziaka's feeling of contempt for the manager's daughter she consulted with her and sent for the manager hitherto i have been very well satisfied with you pavel konstantinovitch but now these intrigues in which possibly you have had no share may compel me to quarrel with you your ladyship i am not to blame in the slightest degree for god i knew long ago that michel was hanging around your daughter i did not put a stop to it because a young man cannot live without recreation i am willing to make allowances for the mischief of young men but i cannot endure that my family should be degraded how did your daughter dare to think of entertaining such an ambition your ladyship she has not dared to entertain any such ambition she is a modest girl we have brought her up respectably what do you mean by that your ladyship she would never dare to do anything against your will anna petrovna did not believe her ears can it be possible that this good news is true you must be aware what my will is i cannot consent to such an unnatural and i may say disreputable marriage we are sensible of that your ladyship and vierotchka feels it also she said so i do not dare to offend her ladyship were her very words how could that be it happened your ladyship that mikhail ivanovitch named his intentions to my wife and my wife told him that she could not give him an answer till to-morrow morning and my wife and me intended your ladyship to call on you and tell you all about it because being as it was late we did not dare to disturb your ladyship and when mikhail ivanovitch went we told vierotchka and she said i perfectly agree with you papenka and mamenka that it is not to be dreamed of is she such a sensible and honest girl certainly your ladyship she is a virtuous girl well i am very glad that we can remain friends with you i will pay you for this i am even now ready to pay you for this on the front stairs where the tailor lives the apartment on the second floor is vacant isn't it it will be vacant in three days your ladyship take it for yourself you may spend a hundred roubles to have it put in order and i will add to your salary two hundred and forty roubles a year allow me to kiss your ladyship's little hand very well that will do tatiana the senior chambermaid came in find me my blue velvet cloak i want to give this to your wife it cost me one hundred and fifty roubles really eighty-five i have only worn it twice in reality more than twenty times and this i give to your daughter anna petrovna handed the manager a lady's small watch i paid three hundred roubles in reality one hundred and twenty for it i can make presents and i shall not forget you in the future either 
i make allowances for the mischief of young men after dismissing the manager anna petrovna again summoned tatyana ask mikhail ivanovitch to come to me or no it's better i will go to him myself she was afraid that her messenger would tell the news to her son's valet and the valet would tell her son what news the manager brought and the bouquet would vanish and not make the impression on her son's nose as if it were fresh from the wine of her own words mikhail ivanovitch was lying down and not without some satisfaction was twisting his moustache now what has brought her here i have no smelling salts for fainting fits he thought getting up when his mother entered but he saw in her face a scornful triumph she sat down she said sit down mikhail ivanovitch and we will have a talk and she looked at him for a long time with a smile at last she continued i am very well content mikhail ivanovitch guess why i am content i do not know what to guess maman you are so strange you will see that there is nothing strange at all think away and perhaps you will guess again a long pause he is lost in perplexity she is enjoying her triumph you cannot guess i will tell you it is very simple and natural if you had a spark of noble feeling you would have guessed it your mistress in the former talk anna petrovna had to tack ship but now she had no reason to tack the means of defeating her was taken away from her opponent your mistress don't you answer me back mikhail ivanovitch you yourself have boasted everywhere that she was your mistress this creature of low origin of low training of low behaviour even this contemptible creature maman i am not willing to hear such expressions about the girl who is to be my wife i should not have used them if i had thought that she was going to be your wife and i began with the intention of explaining to you that this was not to be and why it was not to be allow me to finish then you may freely reproach me for these expressions which will then be out of place according to your idea but now allow me to finish i wish to say that your mistress this nameless creature untrained mannerless feelingless even she puts you to shame even she understands all the shamelessness of your intentions what what is that speak maman you yourself are hindering me i was going to say that even she do you hear even she could understand and appreciate my feelings even she when she learned from her mother about your offer sent her father to tell me that she would not put herself in opposition to my will and would not degrade our family by her polluted name maman you are deceiving me fortunately for me and you no she says that but mikhail ivanovitch was no longer in the room he had already put on his army coat hold him pyotr hold him cried anna petrovna pyotr opened wide his mouth at such an extraordinary command but mikhail ivanovitch was already running down the front doorsteps end of part one chapter eight recording by expatriate in bangor maine